Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, and here are three things you got to know to be smart today. Wuhan scientists planned to release the COVID-19 virus into caves in bat populations in China, and whistleblower claims that the first COVID outbreak was intentional and planned by the Chinese Communist Party. Bombshell allegations. Where did this all come from? Where did it happen? We dive in. It is the biggest story in the universe, the largest story in modern times, and the biggest crisis that we have. Can it happen again? The COVID-19 trail grows hotter. Speaking of getting hotter, Haitian migrants are reaching the boiling point on the broken, open southern border. The Biden catastrophe continues and it is making you less safe. It is making our border agents less safe. Haitian migrants are attacking now border agents on buses and on deportation flights. They're biting, biting members of our law enforcement as they tried to get deported and the Biden administration is now opening up a new detention center in Gitmo that is infuriating members of the left and the press. The press have also been infuriated by Jen Psaki and have filed a formal complaint after being denied the ability to ask questions of Joe Biden for the millionth time in the White House, this time and the Oval Office meeting of Joe Biden and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, a abject humiliation and destruction of the freedom of the press in this country. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. My fellow Americans, we live in a time of extreme misinformation and disinformation. Authoritarians wish to control you. How do they do that? They control the information that you can hear and see. They do this through censorship, and they do this through the multi-billion dollar corporate media infrastructure that they control. They want to control our narratives and our stories, and they wish to control the very truth. And that is why we have this show. The Benny Show is devoted only to verifying our sources, giving you true and grounded information about the world around you so that you can make informed decisions. And we cannot do it without your help. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for listening. Please give it a share and a like and a download. It is only through your support that we can keep doing what we're doing here. And we deeply appreciate it. We are here to sling the truth. They don't want you to hear these stories. They try and censor them, but we don't answer to anyone. And with that, let's get into our first bombshell story. All right, our first story today. Wuhan scientists plan to release chimeric COVID spike proteins into bat populations using skin-penetrating nanoparticles And a Chinese whistleblower claims the first COVID outbreak was intentional. Why is this so important? Why does this story mean so much on a national scale? And if we had a free and fair and honest and uncorrupted by Chinese communist dollars, bribery, blood money, why would this not be the biggest story in the universe right now, the largest scandal of our time? My grandmother used to say, if it walks like a duck, If it quacks like a duck, if it swims like a duck, well, it's probably a duck, okay? It means that if the evidence, the empirical evidence of something points to its truth, 
then you have to simply assume that that is the truth. It's Occam's razor. The correct conclusion is often the least amount of assumptions to get there. So what are our two options when it comes to the process of COVID-19 hitting the earth, being ingested by human beings and making them sick and potentially killing them? What is the rationale for COVID's origins? Well, we have two schools of thought on that. One that is grounded in reality and Occam's razor and walking like a duck and swimming like a duck and quacking like a duck. And one that is grounded in protectionism of the global medical establishment that wishes to play God and Dr. Frankenstein at the same time and to create viruses and make them more deadly by the day with your tax dollars and then to cover up what they had done. Yes, that is, those are the two paths when it comes to COVID's origins. One path says that all of the evidence mounting up creates a preponderance of evidence that says, yes, this was originated in a lab and this was created by the documented tampering of human beings sticking their noses into nature itself, into the deadliness of nature itself, making something that would never affect a human in a natural environment. Well, making that virus able to affect a human being, able to kill a human being, harm a human being, and harm millions of human beings, and through either criminal malfeasance or, according to our second story here, intention, criminal intention, that virus got released. That is the first school of thought. The second school of thought is it's all natural. It just happened. No big deal. It just so happened to be that a virus that didn't have the capacity to infect humans or is now infecting humans because someone ate a pangolin one day, uh, someone ate a bat sandwich. Somebody in China, some poor sucker in China, wobbled into the wet market and bit into a tasty bite of medium-rare bat sandwich, a bat hoagie. That's right. Deep fried pangolin bites. Nom, nom, nom. That's what happened. Sorry, guys. It's interesting. The only people who are advocating for the natural occurrence of COVID-19 and the ones who are advocating the very loudest, the ones who are standing atop the roof and screaming, writing letters in the Lancet, are the ones who have the very most to lose, the ones who are implicated in COVID-19's barbaric origin story, the ones who were tampering and meddling and bastardizing nature itself to make it more deadly to human beings. And to what end? To what end? Well, it certainly isn't just the scientific discovery of it all. No, no. To what end? That is the most important question. And that's what we are going to dive into here on our opening segment about COVID. We read to you from Zero Hedge. Wuhan scientists plan to release chimeric COVID spike proteins into bat populations using skin-penetrating nanoparticles. 18 months before the pandemic, scientists in Wuhan, China, submitted a proposal to release enhanced airborne coronaviruses into the wild in an effort to inoculate them against diseases that could have otherwise jumped to humans. Interesting. New documents show that just 18 months before the COVID-19 cases appeared, researchers had submitted plans to release skin-penetrating nanoparticles containing novel chimeric spiked proteins of bat coronaviruses into cave bats in Yunnan, China. They also planned to create 
chimeric viruses generated enhanced to infect humans more easily and requested $14 million from the Defense Advanced Research Projects, called DARPA, to fund the work. The bid was submitted by zoologist Peter Daszak, amazing, of the U.S.-based EcoHealth Alliance, who was hoping to use the genetic engineering to cobble human-specific cleavage sites into bat COVID, which could make it easier for the virus to enter human cells, a method that would coincidentally answer a long-standing question of the scientific community as to how SARS-CoV-2 evolved to become so infectious to human. Daszak's proposal also included plans to co-mingle high-risk natural coronavirus strains with more infectious, less deadly versions. His bat team of researchers included Dr. Shi Zhen Li, oh yes, here we go again, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, as well as U.S. researchers from North Carolina and the U.S. Geological Sur- Survey of National Health Center. DARPA refused the contract, saying that it's clear that the proposed project lead by Peter Daszak could put local communities at risk while warning that Daszak hasn't fully considered the dangers involved in enhancing the virus gain-of-function research, incredible, and uh, 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 making it aerosol, essentially, making the vaccines, making the virus airborne. Angus Dalish, professor of oncology at St. George's University of London, said the proposal, this could clearly gain-of-function, engineering cleavage sites, and polishing the new viruses to enhance them for human cell infectability, one cell at a time. Wow. Just wow. So much there in that story. Let's break it down. So what you have in the mystery, only a mystery for someone who's so low information, only a mystery for someone who watches CNN day and night, who believes that CNN is on their side, who believes that the global health establishment is on their side, who takes the fluffy, soft, low-information marshmallows that are planted in the field by our global health, corrupt global health establishment and ingests them into their mouth and says, mm, thank you for this marshmallowy goodness. That is the kind of person that believes that what Dr. Fauci and Peter Daszak were doing in Wuhan was not gain of function. That's the kind of person that believes that this just all happened naturally because someone ate a pangolin taco a bat burrito. Some poor sucker Chinese day laborer walked in to get his bat pizza slice from the Wuhan market. Just had a bad batch of bats that day. That's right. That's how this all happened. It's amazing how this hadn't happened throughout history. It's amazing how this happened suddenly in this moment in time. Really raises a lot of questions about the timing. But I digress. The people who are actually studying this even just scratching the very surface, will tell you that the mysteries of the COVID origins are actually quite easily solved. You see, there is a specific type of COVID that exists in bats, a specific type of coronavirus. Those bats do not live in population centers. Bats don't typically like dealing with human beings or dogs or cats. Bats like being alone, eating insects in high caves. And those high caves exist in Far southeastern China, that very rural and uh, exotic districts of Chinese 
uh, uh, land mass that is not very well populated, uh, where they can live in high caves and eat the bugs. They eat the bugs and they are happy. These bats are not affected by the COVID viruses. They're natural wells of them. Uh, and they live with COVID and it doesn't affect them. For some reason, it just doesn't affect them. Okay, fine. They live up high in the caves. They don't like interacting with humans. You would have to actually march into the caves and pull them down from their very lofty and high perches. You would have to capture them in order to even come close to contacting that COVID. And even then, the COVID reservoirs inside of those bats, well, those COVIDs do not affect human beings. They lack a very specific protein called the spike protein. That is the protein that opens up the COVID virus for entering a human cell. When the COVID virus enters a human cell, that is when the virus can begin to break down that cell and hurt a human being. But it is, based on God's design, very difficult to do that, actually. There are a lot of horrible diseases and various microbes and germs in the world. Many of them, the vast majority of them, thank God, do not have the capacity to enter human cells. Our body rejects them very quickly, and they go the way of everything else in your body that your body wants to reject. Boom, flushed out. So that is how a COVID virus without a spike protein would interact inside of a human cell. It would just be destroyed. It would be found, caught, and destroyed. The virus inside of a COVID particle, a coronavirus particle, would not be able to hurt you. And this is in line with so much of what we know about the natural world, there are many things out there that cannot hurt you because they cannot interact with your cells. Your cells have locks on them, and you need specific genetic codes to open those locks. The codes are called spike proteins. Actually, one of the easiest ways to get into a human cell is to have a very specific protein that interacts with a human cell. Now, you would be shocked to find out that those bats living high up in those caves with absolutely no interaction with humans who are the natural reservoirs of the basis of COVID-19, well, those bats just so happen to not have the spike protein naturally inside of them. You see, you're going to have to go grab those bats, yank them down from their caves, drag them into population centers, and then fund research on them to add spike proteins in very sophisticated biological environments to COVID to make it transmissible to human beings. That is how this all worked, and now we know on multiple occasions in this story specifically that that is precisely what Anthony Fauci was funding with your tax dollars. That is called gain of function. You are taking a deadly thing that occurs in nature and making it more deadly and making it transmissible to human. That is what Anthony Fauci was doing. He is sitting there taking the elements that exist inside of an atomic bomb. He is taking the plutonium out of the nuclear reactor. He is taking the plutonium out of the nuclear silo in South Dakota. He is taking those radioactive elements out of their lead containers or whatever containers they, they, they have them in to keep the radiation from infecting you. He is, Dr. Fauci paid money, your money, to pull that radiation out of its safe silos buried deep inside of the rural land of South Dakota, and he is taking the radioactive elements of the nuclear weapon, and he is throwing it into a playground where children can play with it. 
He is chucking it into your dining room table. He is tossing it into the large masses of people at baseball games, at airports, and at NFL games. Dr. Fauci is an evil man. He's a barbaric Dr. Frankenstein figure in our modern era. He will not be remembered kindly by history. His co-conspirator here is Peter Daszak. Peter Daszak is a man who ran EcoHealth Alliance. He's the person who paid for and asked for this vicious research here. You can see exactly where they were going with this research. You can see here in this Zero Heads article that they wanted to make these viruses more deadly. The scientific communities are saying and stating effectively that what they are doing is making a virus more deadly. It's called gain of function. But what it really should be called, gain of function I think is a little too polite, it should be called mass murder experimentation or something to that effect. Because what they are doing is creating essentially the vector for the mass murder of millions and millions of people. That's precisely what happened here with COVID. So you can see the breadcrumbs are everywhere. The duck is quacking. The duck is swimming. The duck looks like a duck. They are experimenting with nature itself. Xi Li is listed there. You know Xi Li's name in China? Dr. Xi Li. You know what her name is in China? Bat Lady. Bat Lady is her name in China. She is famous for experiments in bat coronaviruses, taking the bats from the Chinese caves and taking the COVID out of them, the coronavirus out of them, and then making that COVID extremely transmissible and deadly. That is what she did. That kind of research is barbaric, it's inhumane, it's evil, and it's dangerous. She did it at the Institute of Virology in Wuhan. She created these monsters. That research facility had a long series of security risks and security breakdown protocols where members of her staff, Xi Li's staff, are on the record, according to Chinese state media, just to let you know exactly how verified this is, according to Chinese state media and Chinese researchers, back before they censored all this information, said that this lab had multiple incidences of researchers getting sprayed with bat blood, with bat urine, with all of the type of biological material that would create a transmission vector from the bat to the human. This is the person who Dr. Fauci and Peter Daszak at EcoHealth Alliance was trusting with experimentation, funding with your tax dollars, the barbarism, the bastardization of nature itself. These mass murderers were using your tax dollars in order to make viruses more deadly so that they could be essentially released Again, either malevolently, and we're going to get to that in our next story, or by accident, both are possible. Both are possible, but now we're having more and more Chinese whistleblowers saying that it was malevolence. It was released on purpose, and they're saying exactly why it was released and where it was released. But nonetheless, this bat lady is the woman who was trusted by Dr. Fauci and Peter Daszak to create these monstrous experiments. They were able to add the spike protein. They were able to make sure that COVID infects humans. And they worked inside of a lab that had a long and documented history of infecting their own lab workers. 
All you need is to look at that data and any person with a functional brainstem. So anyone who's not Joe Biden with a functional brainstem could simply look at the data before them and say, well, Occam's razor says very definitively that this is a lab leak theory. This was leaked from the lab. We can get there. It's obvious. The data is empirical. And now that we've gotten there, we can jump immediately into why. Then it becomes why. So the where is set. It is settled science. You want to hear about settled science? This is settled science. The where is the Wuhan Virology Laboratory via Xi Li and her documented monstrous and illegal experiments on bats, adding spike proteins to them to make sure that those viruses can infect human beings and harm them, can hurt human beings and kill them. Taking something that is relatively harmless in nature because it doesn't have the biological capacity to hurt you and adding that special biological key that goes and allows the COVID virus to infect your body and kill you. All funded by your wonderful tax dollars that we now know of. This article is and should be the number one article in the world. It is indeed the most dangerous thing that I have ever read. What they wanted to do was to aerosol the virus and then spray it into the caves so that the bats would would have the ability to transmit that virus to human beings. Well, they just cut the bats out of the equation and decided to just create human-to-human transmission inside the laboratory. That is the most logical conclusion until someone else presents the evidence that ascribes to Occam's razor and says that this is the least amount of assumptions we need to make in order to get to this conclusion. That is precisely what happened. That is what scientifically happened. We now have the scientific community turning on the scientists and the monsters who created this project all of those Lancet researchers who wrote the original Peter Daszak funded and organized letter saying that this must have occurred naturally, well, they protested too much. So once we get to a place where they have been utterly humiliated, now we must move into the next question. The next question here is motive. In any murder case, you will have a situation where you have a dead body, right? The dead body here is millions of dead bodies. But the dead body in this scenario are millions of Americans and human beings around the world who have died of COVID. Well, there's your murder scene. So the murder scene is there. The bodies are laying dead. The murder weapon. What was the murder weapon? Were they stabbed? Were they shot? Well, the murder weapon here is a virus. The virus was used as the murder weapon. Okay, so we have the scene. We have the weapon. Now we must look at our suspects. Well, we are able to see on documented government paperwork in our own systems of government and through our own grant proposals that it was Dr. Fauci, Peter Daszak, Xi Li, working to create these monstrous, bastardized viruses to kill human beings. Okay, well, there, okay, well, there you go. There's our suspects. Now, why would the suspects kill? Let's look at the motivation. That is the most important question in every murder scene. So many of these things become empirical when you really break them down. So the most important question is why? Why would these people kill? What is it that makes them kill? What is their motivation? It is important to determine that. Well, here we have from the Daily Mail. Chinese whistleblower 
claims first COVID outbreak was intentional and happened in the October 2019 Military World Games in Wuhan, two months before China notified the world of the virus. Here we go. Top line. Defector Wei Zhenxing said the virus may have first spread at the World Military Games in October 2019. The International Tournament for Military Athletes was held in Wuhan, the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic, two months before China notified the World Health Organization about its first cases. Mr. Zhenxing claims that it was no coincidence some of the 9,000 international athletes who gathered for the event reportedly became sick with a mystery illness. Reports emerged in October 2019 as athletes fell ill with the mysterious sickness. He claims, the whistleblower, that it took his concerns to senior figures in the U.S. government, but he was ignored. So he brought this up to the government, and he was ignored. The whistleblower said, I thought the Chinese government would take this opportunity to spread the virus during the military games as many foreigners would show up and then presumably travel back to their homes, spreading the virus, becoming vectors for the deadly virus. He claimed he had heard the Chinese government carrying out an unusual exercise during the game. I knew of the possibility of the Chinese government using some strange weapons, including biological weapons, because I knew they were doing experiments of that sort. His claims were supported by former principal China advisor to the United States Department, Miles Yu. Well, there we go. There we go. This is the theory. I will wait to look and see hard evidence. However, these reports of multiple members of the military games, a specific function that draws, I think, over 100 nations to Wuhan, China, that they did become sick. The people who participated in the games became sick, and doctors didn't know what was going on. At the exact same time in Wuhan, people in Wuhan were dropping dead, literally, uh, on the streets, and doctors there had no idea what was going on. The original doctors who discovered COVID were overwhelmed by its complexity and by its novel nature. They wrote reports and were censored by the Chinese government. They attempted to warn the world, and they were censored. If you ever want to see evil in your time, if you ever want to know where evil exists, please look at the authoritarian regimes that censor and control information. That is the number one indicator that you are dealing with evil in your time. It doesn't matter if it's the Soviet Union, if it's communist Cuba, if it's the Nazi regime in the Third Reich. If you have state control over information and media, if you have the state covering up their biological weapons programs, if you have states covering up the harm that they are doing, Obviously, the Germans weren't public about the Holocaust. They didn't go out and advertise their war crimes. They didn't go out and advertise their crimes against humanity, I think would be probably the better term for it. No, no, these regimes kept it hidden. They kept it hidden for perverse incentives. Now, what could those incentives be? Why would the Chinese regime, according to this whistleblower, want to infect the athletes of the world as those athletes head home and then interact with people in their home countries, thus spreading this very, very virulent virus. We know it is virulent because inside of the 
barbaric laboratories of Dr. Shi Zhen Li at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, spike proteins had been added to COVID in order to make it more susceptible for human beings to become infected and sick. Well, so that information was known, that research was known, and then why would the Chinese government spread it purposefully? Well, in 2019, we had a major crisis in China. China was on the brink of having to sign a very rough trade deal with America. China did not like Donald Trump. Donald Trump has for many decades called out China on their treacherous and treasonous trade practices, their destruction of the American middle class and the American manufacturing class, and had begun to set terms right with China's largest competitor in the world, India. Donald Trump had begun to incentivize investment in India and begun to undercut and undermine China on the international stage as he exposed their criminalities. China, much like the Nazi regime, runs concentration camps. China, much like the Nazi regimes, is a racist ethnostate where you do not have rights if you are not a specific type of Chinese national. No, no. And China, much like the Nazi regime, was able to utilize its and weaponize its own press resources inside of our country to try and manipulate our political classes and try and manipulate our press. You can go back into the annals of history and you will find very much a complicit and doddering press in the 1930s making Hitler Times Man of the Year. Oh, you don't think it's real? Go ahead and look. Hitler was Man of the Year. He was praised by the egalitarian elites in our leftist establishment here in America. He was lauded. Lauded as a man who was bringing freedom to the German people. He was praised. And there was, of course, a subversion campaign by Nazis to bring on board large-scale people like Charles Lindbergh, of all people, and uh, Joe Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's father. When it came to appeasement of Hitler, they were very sophisticated and smart, and the Chinese are the same. Indeed, China is the closest allegory we have to the natural, nat- to the natural lineage of authoritarian Nazism in our time. It is quite clear they always behave the same. It is why I believe that communist China will collapse in my lifetime and we will have a free China. I truly believe it. But things like this need to be properly investigated. Things like this need to be properly seen on the world stage for what they are, and they are not. They're being covered up by the Biden administration, who is complicit to China. The Biden administration, who will not call out China on its human rights abuses. The Biden administration, who will not call out China on its concentration camps. Imagine they are complicit with the modern-day Nazis. Imagine a American politician in 1945 saying that it's just too inconvenient to call out Hitler on his concentration camps. No, no, we have to do business with Hitler. Well, that is precisely what John Kerry actually did just this week, talking about doing deals with communist China and how it's just the price we have to pay to not call them out 
on their human genocides and concentration camps. Listen to this. Another issue related to China is importing of solar panels, uh, because clearly a priority of the Biden administration is really addressing climate. But it's not the only priority. There are other things right. as well, such as the Uyghur situation in the West. Uh, what, what is the process by which one trades off climate against human rights? Well, life, you know, life is always full of tough choices in, in, the, in the relationship between nations. Our political class in this country are utterly and completely compromised by the communist Chinese. They have hollowed out our middle class. They had hollowed out our political class by giving billions of dollars to Hunter Biden and to the leaders of the regime here in America, the ruling class, the deep state. You have Mark Miley. Of course, calling his uh, 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 the, the 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 leader, the general of uh, the Chinese People's Republic Army, truly a geopolitical foe. Mark Miley's equivalent, essentially, in that army, and telling them our war plans, telling them our nuclear weapons plans, usurping, indeed, the very constitution and the rights laid forth therein in order to what? To appease the Chicoms, to appease the communist Chinese. Every single motion and every single movement that is done by our political ruling class and establishment is to bow to China because China has purchased them. They have bought them. Now, for the first time in a, uh, modern American history, you have a leader in our country, President Trump, who was saying no, who was saying no, China, you are inflating your currency. You are attempting to undermine the U.S. petrol dollar. You are attempting to rig trade in your favor and free trade. You are stealing our intellectual property. You are building islands in the Pacific for military bases. You are committing crimes against humanity. And you will be judged for that. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go make deals with your little pawn in the region, Kim Jong-un. And he's going to become my pawn in the region. Oh, China was so furious that Kim Jong-un was meeting with Trump. They were so angry that Kim Jong-un was giving up his nuclear programs. They view Kim Jong-un and the North Korean state as their political pawn that they can push around. And Donald Trump was bringing them to the negotiating table. Oh, China was enraged by this. No, no. Donald Trump was a huge problem for China. It really isn't all that too far to look at the motive here and to say, well, if these Chinese whistleblowers are correct, and if China intentionally released COVID onto the earth and onto the world, well, why didn't they just do it a year later? Well, the presidential election would already be finished. This was to hurt Trump. If you are looking at it from that direction, if you are assuming that what these whistleblowers claims are true, and it is an assumption, and I'm seeing no hard evidence right now of this. I'm seeing a lot of tangential evidence that people were getting sick. I'm not seeing any hard, hard evidence, but I'm telling you guys Occam's razor. It doesn't take too much to move from the creation of this virus, the creation of this virus inside of the laboratory, funded by the corrupt people who hated Donald Trump in this country, funded with your own tax dollars by the corrupt establishment hacks who hated Donald Trump in this country, created in China 
by the Chinese communists who hate Donald Trump, who were threatened by Donald Trump and his policies, and then released? Well, I don't know. But if you were looking for a motive, there's your motive. If you were looking for a motive, it's empirical. I am telling you right now that I don't have that evidence. But I'll tell you what, that's where I'm looking. That is the most common sense, evidence-based, Occam's razor of subscribing narrative that people wanted to hurt Trump. They tried impeachment. They tried Russiagate. They threw everything at the wall. They created every conceivable hoax imaginable. You have to ask, what won't they do? At some point, you have to just straight up ask, what wouldn't they do to prevent Donald Trump from winning re-election and from crush, for, for, and crushing forever their institutional power? That is what it's all about. Institutional power, ladies and gentlemen, the ability to control our institutions, the ability to wield the power of American political institutions. That is what this is about. They wield American political institutional power right now. And conservatives have actually never held less institutional power than we do this very day. That is why you are seeing the chaos and the crisis of this country bursting forth in every conceivable sector. Inflation is through the roof. The economy is collapsing. People are going broke. Their homes are overpriced. People are being priced out. Entire generation of new homeowners are being priced out of the market. You have to ask yourself if it's all part of the plan. Klaus Schwab will tell you straight up, hey, the World Global Economic Forum will tell you straight up you're not going to own anything. You're going to eat the bugs. You're going to live in the pods. You're going to be happy. It's not conspiracy theory if they just say it. It's not crazy if they just straight up tell you what they're doing. Well, here we have a situation where they did tell us what they were doing. We have a crisis on our border. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden told us exactly what they were going to do on the border. They told us they wanted to surge the border. They told us they wanted to give free health care and goodies to illegal criminal migrants who cross our border. They said it when they were running for president. They told America what they were doing. And then America went ahead and voted for them. Well, here's what you get. Now, when you look at the migrant crisis on the border, you get you get exactly what you voted for. They said so. They said so. Joe Biden said, not another foot of wall. And I think it's about time we remind people of that. Listen. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. No, I'm, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, number one. Number two, what I'm going to focus on, and, the, and your, uh, uh, the fact is that somebody in this group written a lot about the border. You believe that undocumented people should have health care in this country? I think undocumented people need to have a means by which they can be covered when they're sick. And so the idea is that's what I think we should be doing by building more clinics around the country, not just for undocumented, for other people. When they're ill, when they're sick, people need, this is just common decency. You're not going to let somebody... Some popular 
Well, I know it well is. Well over 50 percent of people polled say undocumented, undocumented people here should not have health care on our dime. Well, let me t- tell you something. In an emergency, they should have health care. Everybody should. Anybody here in the country. So what is the results of these types of policies? Well, now you have border agents getting bit. That's right. Getting bitten. Bitten by the criminal, illegal Haitian migrants that flooded our border in a modern-day invasion. One of the largest landmass invasions of any standing group of people in uh, human history. This, an encroachment of tens of thousands of criminal migrants breaking our laws and flooding our nation. We have no idea exactly how many of them have been permanently resettled inside of the United States. The Biden administration refuses to give us that information. But what we do know is that those criminal migrants are indeed behaving criminally. Well, that is not, again, a very hard assumption to make. If you your first act inside of a country is to behave criminally in it, well, that's the kind of country you're going to get a country of third world criminals. And that is precisely what's happening. We have here from the Daily Mail, Haitian deportees bite ICE agents and assault pilots on deportation flight back to Port-au-Prince in Haiti. Haitians have attacked ICE agents in multiple incidents and deportation flights in Texas to Haiti. In one incident on Monday, Haitians reportedly bit an ICE immigration officer official before takeoff in Texas, delaying the flight. In other incidents on Tuesday, migrants stormed planes on the runway in Port-au-Prince. They demanded to be taken back to the United States, and three ICE agents were injured in the assaults. In Monday's incidents in Texas, federal assault charges will be brought against migrants accused of biting the ICE officers. Incredible. They're bringing federal assault charges, but they're not bringing charges, even though we know, based on the law as it is written, in the 1965 Immigration and Nationality Act passed by Democrats in Congress, a Democrat House and a Democrat Senate. The national, the 1965 Nationality and Immigration Act says that it is a felony, a criminal act for non-nationals, non-Americans to enter our borders, to walk across our borders, and that anyone who doesn't turn themselves in immediately to a federal agent in order to be deported is a felon. Yes. That is what makes all of these people criminals by our laws. You'll be shocked to know that no one in our democratic or political uniparty establishment, and I say uniparty there because Republicans have done absolutely nothing legislatively to fix this issue at all, could have built the wall in the first year of the Trump presidency, didn't get it done. Could have funded the wall in the first year Second of the Trump presidency, didn't get it done. Had to fight tooth and nail in order to get the wall that is being built, built, and couldn't get it finished. We have a full documentary on the incomplete wall laying and rotting in our southern border, and that's going to be published on Turning Point USA tomorrow. Benny on the Block has been rebranded into Benny on the Border. That's our show. We hope that you check it out. It is part one of a two-part documentary. It is revealing, shocking. You will not believe your eyes. We will play you segments of that on our show. But here we have the final result of the criminals in charge of our country behaving criminally and inviting more criminals into our country. Those criminals are now attacking law enforcement as criminals do. Thankfully, they're being charged, even though every single one of them should be charged 
by the actual letter of the law and the rule of the law. It's why you can say you have no country anymore. If you're an American, you really don't have a country because the laws are meaningless. No one is being charged. No one is accepting the laws in the books. What do laws even mean if they're passed and nobody even reads them or enacts them or enforces them? That's right. On Tuesday, September 21st, some adult migrants caused two separate disruptions on the tarmac after deplaning in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, a Department of Homeland Security spokesperson said in a statement. Haitian crowd control officers responded to both incidents and resolved the situation. ICE fully respects the rights of all people to peacefully express their opinion while continuing to perform immigration enforcement missions consistent with the priorities, federal law enforcement agency policy spokesperson said. According to the AP, officials, many migrants from border camps staying in the U.S., Haitians have been freed on a very, very large scale. Well, there you go. The very people who told you that no Haitians would be freed into the United States are now quietly and systematically freeing them into the U.S. mainland. These people who are biting and assaulting our cops, disrespecting our laws, and criminally entering our country are now being freed into your neighborhood, are now being freed into your city. Their children will go to school with your kids. And their first act was criminal. And they remain criminal because they are felons by the very definition of the law. Again, if the laws mean nothing, if everything that's put on the book in books and passed through Congress, if none of that means anything, if nothing written into our Constitution means anything, we don't have a country. Your country is dissolved. You're just a group of people like being held together by what? Nothing. The left doesn't even support our flag anymore. The left doesn't even want the national anthem to be sung at NFL games. They find it offensive, the American flag. They want to burn it. They want to ban it from the classroom. What do you have? You don't have a country. You don't have a country. Indeed, the left is furious that Border Patrol agents are doing their jobs. The Border Patrol agents who were caught whipping, air quotes there, because they didn't actually whip anyone. They didn't use whips. They didn't have whips, according to the Border Patrol. But there's no racial hoax too low, and there's no opportunity too large to not blame law enforcement on if you are a modern-day Democrat. No, no. There is no racial hoax too absurd, and there's no opportunity to destroy people's trust in law enforcement. That is the modern Democratic Party. Hating law enforcement, making up racial hoaxes. That is what creates the energy in the modern Democratic Party. What a humiliation. What an embarrassment. These ICE officers were just doing their jobs, and now they're being accused of whipping, whipping criminal migrants? No. They didn't have whips. It's all fake news. It's why we do this show, ladies and gentlemen. It's why you have to subscribe to The Benny Show. We will tell you what's actually happening. We will show you the real data, not the hysteria, not the insanity. Here we have a situation now where ICE agents are not only being bit and attacked by the criminal migrants that flooded our border at the encouragement of the Biden regime, but they are now being under attack by our national press for doing their jobs. Such an embarrassment. Such an embarrassment. Why would anyone ever sign up for our military? Why would anyone ever sign up to be a police officer? Why would anyone ever sign up to be an ICE agent now? Those agents have been put on leave as an investigation is pending. Those agents were the ones who were uh, trying to curtail criminal migrants from entering our country. Who are these people? I don't know. There have been people on the terrorist watch list who ran into America. 
It's probably good that we know who these people are, but we don't. We don't. Many Haitian migrants camped in the small border Texas town are being released in the United States, says the AP. Two officials said, undercutting the Biden administration's public statements that thousands in the camp face immediate expulsion. Many have been released with notices to appear at a immigration office within 60 days, an outcome that requires less processing time than Border Patrol agents and other in an appearance in immigration court points out the speed at which authorities are moving. A second U.S. official, also with direct knowledge and speaking on the condition of anonymity, said a large-scale of Haitians, large-scale Haitians are being brought and processed under immigration laws and are not being placed on an expulsion flight in Haiti, the official said. Jen Psaki cannot answer how many illegal immigrants are being released into your country. Go. Is this an issue of not knowing, or is this an issue of a lot more people are being released into the U.S. than are being sent out? That is certainly not the issue. First, I think it's important to reiterate what I conveyed earlier about uh, what the actual process is. Uh, individuals are expelled under Title 42. If they can't be expelled under Title 42, they are put into a removal process. If they are put into a removal process, they're either transported to an ICE facility or released with a legal document. That legal document includes fingerprints, photos, phone numbers, an address in the United States, and a background check. That's the process that transpires. That's a part of our immigration process, regardless of where you're coming from. These people are liars. These people are criminals, and these people belong where liars and criminal belong, out of power. Out of power. I'm not going to say jail, but they are the ones sending people to detainment camps. That's right. Breaking just late, late, late in the evening, a story from NBC News saying that the Biden administration is now going to be setting up detention centers for Haitian migrants in Guantanamo Bay. That has caused fury and rage inside of their own party. That fury and rage has boiled over. Both AOC and Ilhan Omar have been screaming at the top of their lungs over this. They are enraged. Guantanamo Bay is a military base at the very southern tip of Cuba. It is remote. It is typically reserved for the most dangerous people in the world in American captivity. Terrorist masterminds the people behind the Taliban and September 11th, they all reside there. That is where many of the Taliban leaders were released from who are now in control of Afghanistan. And now that's where the Biden administration wants to put Haitian migrants, according to this NBC News report. And in order to have them there detained, the Biden administration wants to have uh, essentially border guards that can speak Haitian Creole. They have the documents here essentially requesting for border guards that can speak uh, uh, the native language of Haiti in order to keep up to 400 Haitian migrants in Guantanamo Bay. Ha! Now the left flank is raging at the Biden administration for this, and the Biden administration is losing on all fronts. You see, if you're fighting a war, and politics is war, you have to hold up your side. Hold up the side. Don't get outflanked. Don't get a pincer move on you. Hold up the side. The Biden administration needs to have the progressive left on their side, and they don't. The progressive left is freaking out over this. They are losing their minds over this. The progressive left hates what the Biden administration is doing in this moment, but that's the thing. The progressive left is a very small fraction of the population. The overall American population also hates what the Biden administration is doing in this moment, and so they're losing that front as well. 
The third flank that they're losing, which is very, very bad for them, is the press. That's right. The press have now turned officially on the Biden administration. We play clip after clip of a corporate and establishment mainstream press finally breaking down and criticizing, savaging indeed, the Biden administration and their incompetence. And now we have the final boiling point. The most subservient, the most stenographer-like members of the press do not exist inside of cable TV rooms. They exist inside of the White House press corps. The White House press corps is a boot-licking, butt-kissing organization that wishes to appeal to any Democrat that is in holding the office of the presidency by lavishing praise on them, sitting in their laps, quite literally, uh, and wishing to work with them hand in glove. Of course, this is the same White House press corps that did everything in its power, including lawsuits against the Trump administration, uh, for much, much less than what the Biden regime is attempting to pull off here when it comes to the destruction of our First Amendment and the rights of the press. Joe Biden has something like seven questions that have been asked of him in the last seven days. Joe Biden has responded to those questions using less than seven words. Joe Biden doesn't take questions anymore because his handlers say don't take them. This reached a boiling point, you see, and finally caused the White House press corps to lose their minds on the Biden Biden administration and the regime. Ha, tough luck to all of you. Quite frankly, you get what you vote for. You get what you create propaganda for, and you all are the number one propagandists in the country. The press pool filed a formal complaint after being denied questions in the Oval Office. This from Fox News. Reporter slam White House for shouting down border questions from the press pool. Press pool filed a formal complaint after being denied questions in the Oval Office. Here's what happened. Reporters faced a bizarre scenario on Tuesday as White House aides shouted down their attempts to ask President Biden questions during the Oval Office meeting. Biden met with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson at the White House, where the two discussed an array of issues. Johnson took several questions, but when Biden was asked questions, the White House aides promptly escorted the reporters out of the Oval Office. This is what that sounded like. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, I grew up in Iowa. I grew up on cattle ranches and and ranches where you had to herd wild animals and things and get them to move, right? Whether it be sheep, cows, horses, you have to get these things to move in the direction. You have to shout at them. You have to move them. I have never seen a moving of troglodytical animals, complicit, dumb animals, quite like this. Indeed, the Biden White House views reporters and our free press as animals. They are moving them around like chattel throughout the White House giving them zero opportunity to ask questions of President Biden. And it's amazing. If you look at this clip, you'll see that Joe Biden is actually trying to answer. Watch. Interrupts or uh, unbalances the, the Belfast Good Friday uh, Accords. That's the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement. That's, that's the... The entire editorial component of the U.S. pool went immediately into Jen Psaki's office to register a formal complaint that no American reporters were recognized for questions in the president's Oval Office. That's according to Fox News. Yeah, you have even shocked CBS correspondents on air, not sure what the hell is going on. 
It's amazing to see their reactions live on air to this. It is often the case. I can't think of a case when it wasn't. It's often the case during these bilateral meetings that the president takes questions along with the foreign leader. So when Trump meets with Putin, they stand on stage and they both take questions. Oftentimes, Trump will call on American reporters and then Vladimir Putin, for instance, will call on Russian reporters, quote unquote. There is no free press in Russia. So they get an opportunity to sort of like cross examine each other, right? And they get an opportunity to have both their nations see both of their leaders uh, 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 grilled before the very world. And it is a healthy thing for democracy, honestly, to see leaders held into check and to have them ask questions. Not so much with Joe Biden. No, no, no. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is a regime. My fellow Americans, this is not a presidency. It's a regime. The Constitution doesn't matter. American laws don't matter. The laws on the books about immigration, the laws on the books about funding, gain of function, barbaric Frankenstein research, they don't matter. The laws on the books, the rights on the books, forgive me, it's your right, your natural right given to you by God to have a free press and a free speech opportunity to ask questions of your leaders. No, no, none of it matters. All of it directly into the wood chipper. What does it sound like to you when the laws don't matter? When the rules are made up, the points don't matter. Whose line is it anyway, is what Joe Biden asks regularly when he's giving a speech. And indeed, the line is the line of the classic authoritarianism. Power and control over you. Power and control over your truth. The laws don't matter. The points are made up. Joe Biden is sitting there behind the stage. He doesn't know where he is or what's going on. And these people, nothing but power. It's all that they want. Power over you, power over your truth, power over your tales, power over your narrative, power over your very life, power over the air that you breathe and over the substances that you inject into your body. Indeed, that is what it is. They do not want you to know the truth, but that is why we're here. We are here on The Benny Show to give you the truth, to show you the truth, to connect the dots. We've done our research. Boy, oh boy, I tell you what, I'm no uh, genius, and I certainly didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to Yale either. But I did go to the School of Hard Knocks. I am able to see what is happening here inside of the political world. I have held every job inside of politics. I have held every job inside of a press room. I have seen the sausage being made, as they say, and I know exactly what's coming out the other side. Boy, oh boy, I can call a bad one, and I can tell you exactly what they're trying to do to you. Let's keep this show going. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for your kind comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We love all of you. We appreciate our audience. And we will be back tomorrow with more breaking news and more truth. That's what we do here on The Benny Show. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow.